Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from WRSI 93.9 The River in Northampton in for Jesse Thorne. This week, leisure suit. Stacy brings the case against her boyfriend, Greg. They enjoy traveling together on vacation, but they always get off to a late start. Stacy wants to get up early, get on the road, and take advantage of their vacation time. Greg wants to be well-rested and take things slow. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. I think I could turn to live with animals. They are so placid, so self-contained, I stand and look at them long and long. They do not sweat and whine about their condition. They do not lay awake in the dark and weep for their sins. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. Not one is dissatisfied. Not one is demented with the mania of owning things. Not one kneels to another, nor his kind that lived thousands of years ago. Not one is respectable or unhappy over the whole earth. Walt Whitman, Harry, a great man. End quote. Monty Belmonte, swear them in. Stacy and Greg, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you Clark Griswold or whomever? <laughs> I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that Hodgman is currently at his brand new vacation home, and you are actually probably interrupting his vacation? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Stacy and Greg, you may be seated. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name the piece of culture that I was quoting as I entered the courtroom? I cannot. I've got no idea. You, you cannot? I definitely do not know what that was, no. You, n- neither, neither one of you recognized the Walt Whitman quote? I said Walt Whitman at the end of it. Oh, I thought you were I thought saying, that would be a little too obvious, yeah. I thought it was a poem about Walt Whitman at yeah, the zoo. Well, you would you would you would have been wrong had you had you guessed. Almost all of the quote is a Walt Whitman quote, up until the very end, when the person speaking it says, "That's Walt Whitman, Harry, a great man." The person speaking the quote was not Walt Whitman. He was quoting Walt Whitman in a movie. The actor's name is Strother Martin. The character's name is Doctor Carl Stoner. Anybody have a guess yet? Anybody? Monty. The movie is called. And there's no way that you would have known it because it has nothing to do with your case, except for the fact we just recorded a podcast about snakes. And I realized I should have used the movie as the cultural reference for that one because it would have been perfect. Uh, And uh, so it was a bit of unfair for you, but but you get the benefit in all the same of 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 hearing the IMDb plot summary of the movie 1973 that's if if you're wondering that's spelled s s s s s s s one two three four five six seven s's uh david a college student played by dirk benedict is looking for a job he's hired by dr stoner as a lab assistant for his research and experiments on snakes david also begins to fall for stoner's young daughter christina however the doctor has secretly brewed up a serum that can transform any man into a king cobra (laughs) and he uses it on david it's a weird, weird movie, you guys. I used to watch it on Channel 56 in Boston. 
uh, when I lived in Brookline, my hometown, but I'm no longer in Massachusetts where Monty is. Monty, of course, is in Northampton, Massachusetts at the studios of WRSI, the River FM 93.9 in Northampton. I am at the studios of WERU, Community Radio 89.9 FM in the state of Maine, in Blue Hill, Maine. And you guys are where? Where are you guys in the world, Stacy? And and uh, and uh, say your name again, sir. Jeff, Bill, Greg, Todd, Greg, Greg. Right now, <laughs> I knew it was one with two, two two G's. What? Go. Where are you from, Greg and Stacy? Uh, well, we live in Roanoke, Virginia, right now, and that's where we're from. In Roanoke, Virginia. All right. Well, uh, we're not actually from Roanoke. I I grew up south of here in the Appalachian Mountains. And Greg is actually from Washington State. That's but, that's true. But we both live here now. Okay, gotcha. And and uh, and are you are you are you married? We we or are just not special married. friends. Special friends. <laughs> special friends. Yes. And you and do you live together there in Roanoke? Nope, we live separately. Oh, okay. And how Most how long have you? How long have you? Well, this is a family podcast, Stacy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm a. I, there are a lot of people who come on the podcast who are special friends and in romantic relationships who live together and, and are not married. And I usually point out that they're getting uh, all, all of the, the burden of financial partnership without any of the legal protections of marriage. Sure. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, you guys are doing it right. <laughs> you know what? Everyone's doing it right. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm on vacation. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I got my summer bailiff with me all the way from Massachusetts and I'm in Maine. Ooh, so you guys yeah. live separately, but are special friends. How long have you been special friends? About a year and a half. All right, cool. And uh, Stacy, what do you do down there in Roanoke? I just finished my first year of teaching sixth grade science. All right, good for you. So you you are you brewing up a serum that will turn a man into a king cobra? <laughs> I was working on it, but I, I lost it. I guess I don't know. All right. <laughs> And Greg, what do you what do you do in Roanoke? Uh, I'm a, an airline pilot for a regional airline that's based here. Oh, cool! What's the regional airline? Roanoke Air? Uh, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's Piedmont Airlines, but we're wholly owned by U.S. Airways, which is now, I guess, American Airlines. It's complicated. You are a pilot for Piedmont Airlines. That is correct. I didn't know that Piedmont Airlines still existed. It. It does, but since we're wholly owned by U.S. Airways, which is now American, then it, our airplanes don't say Piedmont anymore. They just say U.S. Airways. What is your age, if I may ask? I'm 27. And, uh, and, and uh, well, I got a lot of questions. Sorry, sorry about that sixth grade teacher. I love teachers, but I don't... <laughs> We tend to we tend to get a lot more teachers on the podcast than airline pilots, so I just have a few, I have a few questions to ask. Yeah, sure. go, go ahead. <laughs> I... Just okay. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not going to not ask a, a pilot a bunch of questions about being. No, a no, 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 no. It's no. really okay. I love hearing him talk about his job too. All right. So uh, you're 27 years old. Uh, may I presume that you were a member of the United States Air Force at one point? Uh, no, I was not. Okay. So you 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 you, tra- you trained to fly uh, as a civilian completely. Yes. Oh, all right. And so uh, so. Did you always know that you were going to become a, a, a pilot? Yeah, I decided I would be a pilot when I was in third grade. Wow. And you were not inclined to, to join the Air Force and receive training there? 
No, I mean, I thought about it for a little while, but to do that, you kind of have to give the Air Force like at least 10 or maybe 12 years. Right. And I'd have to get a haircut. And it's just, it's not quite my style. Yeah, that's why, that's why all the male pilots that you see are all, you know, salt and pepper haired dudes in their sure. 50s. Right. Yeah. Because they, because they spent, they gave all their, their good piloting years to the government and to the protection <laughs> yeah. of our nation. And now, and now they're just, they're just coasting away in the skies. Yeah, <laughs> but you wanted to be the the long haired young rebel pilot. And I did, why, yeah, I and did. that's why you work for Piedmont Airlines and not for a major airline. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so wow, you went the other. The do I labor under a, a a misapprehension? I I had always presumed that most most airline pilots, men and women, were were had had served in the military at one point. Yeah, that. That's no longer the case for that. Used to be the case, but these days the majority of us are all sort of civilian trained. I'd say. Oh, is that so? So is yeah, there? I, I'm glad to know this. Is there a is there a special uh, uh, is there a special school that specializes in training uh, uh, yeah. commercial pilots? Yeah, there's a few colleges around the country. I went to the University of North Dakota, which uh-huh. has one of the biggest programs in the country, and spent five years in North Dakota learning how to fly. So when you when you arrived at, at at dear old airline university, how many hours of flying had you had you logged when you started going to the school? Um, I actually I got my private pilot's license at a different aviation university, which I didn't like very much. But when, when mm-hmm. I started training in college, though, I had no no experience, so I started from scratch in college. Oh wow! And then, okay, cool. Yeah, good. And um and 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 you're very good and and you have never had any accidents I presume. Nope, no accidents. Knock yeah. on wood. Piedmont. The only reason I got freaked out about Piedmont Airlines is that one time uh, David Reese and I had done a show in Asheville, North Carolina, and there's a very small airport there that had a little museum of aviation. And at sure. one point, uh, I believe that Piedmont was based out of North Carolina. And they had a lot of Piedmont paraphernalia there. And I love all those regional, small regional and medium-sized regional airlines because there used to be a lot of different ones, Allegheny and uh, uh, yeah. Eastern and all those, you know, relatively regional airlines. And they all had their own uniforms and signage and logos and everything else. And David Reese, who you may know as the host of the fantastic new show on the National Geographic Channel, Going Deep with David Reese, check it out Monday nights at 10. I'll market that all day long. But David Reese and I just marveled at all of the, at all of the Piedmont Airlines menus, and they had a, a perfectly replicated um, lunch tray that was served to a passenger in, say, 1969 on Piedmont Airlines, including a little can of Piedmont Punch. Do you still have Piedmont <laughs> Punch? No. Not oh, at all. Nope. It was it was the greatest. It was I don't know why I found this so fascinating. And the but that wasn't even the best part of the Museum of Aviation. The Museum of Aviation was a, a corner of the airport that they that they had just put together for no really because they had an extra corner in the airport. And <laughs> after they displayed all their Piedmont uniforms and their Piedmont punches and so forth, they kind of didn't know what to do next. So they started showing like here is a tray that you put your shoes in, and that would and then that would be an exhibit in the. In the in the in the museum, and it had a little card saying uh, "shoe tray," and then I was like, "Here are some of the things that people read on airplanes." And they had a a copy of uh, of Carrie by Stephen King, a paperback copy of Carrie by Stephen King, as an exhibit in the in the Museum of Aviation. It was the it was like someone just 
completely ran out of ideas and they were just grabbing stuff that they had in the closet. It was, it was one of my favorite museums of all time. That sounds pretty great. And then I had, and then I heard a story from another guy recently who, when he was a kid, he was flying Piedmont and one of the, and one of the engines fell off and they, <laughs> oh my God. and they made an emergency landing in Austin and he's never flown since then. Fell off. Well, or some, it, it exploded. Sure. And I said to him, how many millions of dollars did you get from Piedmont Airlines? And he said, zero. But that was under <laughs> yeah. different, that was under different ownership, Greg. So sure, yeah. I'm not holding you responsible for what happened. That was before you were born, probably. Probably, yeah. Oh. That's why they got two engines in case one falls off. I guess that's true. What size planes do you fly? I fly the the De Havilland Dash Eight uh, that seats fifty people. Five five zero or one five. Five zero, yeah. We I fly the small version seats thirty seven, and the larger version seats fifty five zero. 37 that's pretty small is that a, is that a propeller plane yeah they're both propeller planes yeah monty you still there we this has I'm, been pilot talk, pilot talk with john and greg <laughs> one last question about this do you, when you fly that 37 seater do you have to hand out the drinks no we have a flight attendant really yeah Someone was telling me that they were on a flight once where the air where the it was so small that the pilot hit autopilot and then walked back and forth saying you guys want a soda yeah. Does that, that happen? That happens on airplanes with 19 or less seats. I think it's what? above 19. You have to have a flight attendant. I can't. Uh, uh, someone's going to remind me who was telling me this, but their answer was, I'd rather you fly the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrifying. I can't, I can't take credit for that one, but it was. That's why there's two of us. That's true. That's true. All right. Now. Is it a, mon- is it a Monday to Friday plane? Just curious. <clears throat> A, a what? A mo- Does it fly weekdays? Is it Monday a Monday to Friday? To Friday? You like a Monday to Friday claim? I fly all days of the week, just any day. Do you ever have to transport monkey fighting snakes on it? Uh, not yet. Can't say that I have yet. I'm, I have a feeling this whole podcast is just going to be a callback to last week's podcast, and I feel very bad for you guys. I, I'm just going to let it go right there. It's enough for me. And Stacy, you teach science uh, to sixth graders? Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you do you teach them how airplanes work? Well, actually, it's it's come up a couple of times. Like if we're talking about the weather and stuff, I'll be like, "Oh, you know, I've been in an airplane a few times, and this is what the clouds look like from up there." And being in this area, I mean, I guess a lot of the kids probably don't get to go on planes that much, so they always think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. To, uh... And you know, and you know, as the husband of a of a high school teacher, may I say, the work you do is uh, equally fascinating. And inarguably more important than shuttling wealthy people from Charlotte to Asheville because they don't feel like driving or want to stoned. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't drag chemtrails behind me everywhere, so I, I, it's better for the environment anyway. <laughs> Have you got? Do you guys listen to the Roderick on the Line podcast with John Roderick by any chance? We've listened. I've listened to it maybe like once, but I don't think I have. John, John, uh, you know, I'm very happy to have uh, Summer Bailiff Monty Belmonte here, but uh, I'm sad that John Roderick, who right now is, I think, flying in one of your five-seater planes from Martha's Vineyard to Boston, (laughs) having played a show down there, uh, can't be on the line because that guy thinks about two things, basically, in life, airplanes and chemtrails. That's one thing. That's one thing. Yeah, he thinks, actually, he thinks about a, a thousand things in life, but chemtrails and... 
and uh, and 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 uh, and airlines are something he thinks about a lot. Oh well, if you're listening, John, I'm sorry you're not here. And guys, you need to be listening to Roderick on the line and maybe call in and talk about chemtrails and flying for Piedmont Airlines. Oh, but now this is my podcast, not the Roderick on the Line podcast. Stacy, you have a problem, which is that your uh, special friend, Greg, the pilot. Uh, refuses to get up on time to go on vacations with you. Is that correct? Tell me your story. Yeah, that's essentially it. Um, especially once I started teaching, we rarely had a lot of time off to go and do stuff together. And it just so happens that we have rarely ever gotten away for any kind of day trip or vacation or anything before before noon. And, wait a uh, wait one yeah. wait one minute. When has a human ever said, since I started teaching, I barely have any vacation time? <laughs> I was thinking the same exact thing. What are you what? talking about? And your and your and your special fella here is a is an airline pilot who can go anywhere. How is it that you guys are challenged for vacations? Well, I mean, I, I I'm off right now, so I can't complain. I'm still getting used to this whole having the the summer off thing, and that's true. But I mean, like. When I do have vacation off, it doesn't mean Greg does. Um, right. There, yeah. There is a, Greg, there, there's no time that Greg has any time off in the two months that you have off. Yeah. Well, he, he took some time off just recently on our last vacation. We just got back from Ireland and he had to take right. time off to do that. All right. Um, so you went to, uh, so let's use that as a case study. Okay. You, you went to Ireland for how long? A, a week and a half. And, the problem is that Greg doesn't want to wake up in the morning. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's definitely the problem. Stacy, are you saying that he 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 sleeps late when you want to get up and go away for the vacation or every day that you're on vacation he sleeps late? Oh gosh, both. He he sleeps late on vacation and he also sleeps late when we're trying to leave on any trip. And he also insists that he has coffee and leisure time in the mornings. And even if we don't get up until, you know, 1030 or 11 and we're trying to go somewhere, it's like, now it's time to listen to podcasts and drink coffee and move very slowly. You flew to Ireland, I presume, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Greg, do, do you, because you're a pilot, do you get to tell the plane when you want to take off? No, that's <laughs> definitely not the case, no. Okay. How late do you sleep in the morning, Greg? Uh, I usually like to sleep until at least 10, 10 or 11. Ten or, 10 or 11? Yeah. Did you say you were 27 years old or or 11 years old? <laughs> 27. I may not have heard you. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Uh, it, 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 but because you're a pilot, you have weird hours and maybe you're working late the night before? I I do usually have weird hours. The day mm -hmm. for pilots is usually divided between like working really early and being done by like noon or one or two in the afternoon, or not starting work until about eleven or noon and then working till about midnight. And so the last few months, especially, I've been working all the afternoon trips. So I'm, when I'm working, I'm usually not going to work until about eleven or noon, and then I'm working until about midnight most days. Okay. Now, on this vacation to Ireland, did you risk missing the plane by sleeping late and having some podcast time in the morning, or was it well, Stacey? The... Oh, well, uh, we didn't have to worry about this with Ireland, um, and sometimes on our flights that we take, we, we typically don't have to worry about 
the oversleeping that much just because we're at the mercy of the flight schedule. Right. So um, pretty much we have to leave when the flights are open since we're also flying standby. All right. So, so you know what? I'm going to take I'm going to I'm going to take Ireland off the table yeah. because it's an unfair discussion because you had to fly to get there. If there's one thing that Greg understands is how to is how to get to a plane on time, and right. two that you know there there are also jet lag issues, and three yeah. I got no jokes for Ireland because to my great uh, shame and 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 disgust with myself I've never been to Ireland so I got nothing to say about Ireland. I've been to yeah. England and Scotland many times but I've never been to Ireland. I feel bad about that, and I don't want to. It just makes me feel bad about myself. Because I love travel. Don't feel that bad. <laughs> so tell me about tell me about a different vacation where Greg was a jerk. Oh, well, we 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 made a list of trips like where we've kind of left late, um, and most of those end up being our day trips, like if we're driving. So mm -hmm. um, very frequently we will go hiking or camping or backpacking, and I am almost a hundred percent certain that every time we've done that we've set up camp in the dark. Um, and right. uh, we went to a place called Summersville Lake most recently in West Virginia, where we did not leave until after 1 p.m. Uh, no, wait, it was much later than that. We left for Summersville Lake at 4 or 5. Something like that, We yeah. left so late that we saw fireworks on our, on our way to the place where we were camping. And that was only going to be a two-day trip or something. So there's this beautiful lake there. And I was thinking, you know, if we were to leave as soon as possible for that trip, we could have had a solid two days of swimming and stand-up paddleboarding in this beautiful lake. And it ended up that we only had one day of... Um, swimming and then the second day we did stand up paddleboarding and had to come home but uh but you know setting up camp in the dark is a theme uh of our vacations what time would you have wanted to leave for west virginia for west virginia i had to take a, a teacher's exam that day and so i didn't finish until three thirty. but we could have left right at the end of that, and we still didn't leave for another hour and a half, or or maybe even two hours. I didn't write it down specifically, but you know, Greg, you weren't it, still it, you weren't still asleep at three thirty, were you? No, but I was probably not packed yet. I don't think. I think she finished her stuff, and then I came over, and then I started packing. So that and, one's on me. And Greg, do you acknowledge or uh, or dispute? That this is an ongoing pattern in your uh, in your uh, recreational lives together. I'll I'll admit that we usually do get a later start on the day. It's usually not that late, but we're usually, you know, uh, leaving afternoon. Definitely afternoon because and, uh, of you. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that he doesn't see it as a problem. I I just don't see it as a problem. Exactly. Yeah. I just right. I like the way I do it. So so. Are, and and on these day trips or, or weekend trips where Stacy would prefer to get a earlier start uh, in your driving, who's who's doing the driving? Me. So he could sleep in the car. <laughs> you know, we uh, he could definitely be like, OK, I'm going to get my coffee in a to go mug and sit in the passenger seat and let you drive. But it's still like 
I don't feel like getting up yet. And then, hey, you want some coffee? I'm going to make some coffee. Hand ground coffee, too. It's like, this is an AeroPress. So it's like, every time we make a cup of coffee, that's five minutes per cup. And then because, 20 because minutes. Because you don't have a proper coffee maker? Well, this is kind aren't of like still the at, one we, we Aren't you still at home at this point? Better. Or are, is this at your campsite where you have the AeroPress? Oh, we're still at home. Yeah. This, we do the AeroPress here. Uh, yeah. You're not you're not buzz marketing AeroPress on my podcast, are oh. you? Oh, is that a brand? I thought it was a. Sorry, it's a think, it's a coffee pump. It's an air pump. It's a it's a patented coffee pump. There we go. So give me a, give me a a positive argument for why this is a good scheme compared to Stacy. Why is why is dawdling good for your vacation? I turn well, it over to you. Okay, well, I like I like to get my full eight hours of sleep, and I'm usually up until I, I don't like to go to bed early either. So I'd like to go to bed after midnight, get a solid eight hours of sleep, and um, I I just feel like when it's a day off, I I like to relax in the morning. I like like I said to drink my coffee, finish packing, uh, take a nice long shower. I mean, I I get up for work a lot of times too. And I just, I don't like doing it. So I figured on a day off, I'd rather relax and enjoy my time and be well rested by the time we get to wherever it is we're going. So that you can immediately go to bed. Essentially. I understand that that's an argument. I understand that that's an argument for why you, why it's good for you. I don't understand why it's good, period. Why it is a preferable way to have vacation. That Stacy should understand and and conform to. Well, I mean to say, um, I, I mean to say, if I say, why is it you? Why do you prefer to sleep late and dawdle around? Your answer, which is a valid one, essentially is, well, because I like to sleep late and dawdle around. You're not making a, an argument as to why that is better for your vacation and why Stacy should go along with your scheme, other than tough luck for her if she wants to take off, she can leave by herself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't like to be sleepy on vacation. It just sort of ruins the vacation for me, I guess. And and oftentimes when we're going places, you know, we like to kind of stay up late. Not necessarily camping, but if we're out in the town, like it, like we were in New Orleans about a year ago. And, you know, we, we went out pre- pretty late and saw music and, you know, had a good time until midnight or two in the morning anyways. So I, sure. I just more of a night owl kind of a person, and that's how I like my vacations. And, and uh, to me, getting up early and, like, Seeing the sights in the morning is just, it's, it's, it's a chore and I don't like it, I guess. <laughs> Stacy, when Greg says that he likes to stay up after midnight, is that because his job makes him work until after midnight or he likes to stay up watching Netflix and drinking martinis uh, and playing Scrabble? Well, oh my gosh. It's like you live in, in this apartment. <laughs> I swear to you, it's because Greg is a bon vivant, and he loves to come in, and he I've never seen him go to sleep without having, you know, some kind of Negroni or cocktail of some sort, and he yeah. does watch Netflix, Netflix notoriously, and that's if we're here. When we go places, it's like... He is the life of the party and loves to seek out where um, the action is going on. And we will stay out quite late. And and I have to agree, like, if, if we stay out till 2 in the morning on vacation, yeah, sleeping in, 
you know, is, is nice at the time, but I always kind of regret it the next day, whereas he doesn't regret sleeping in as much. And why do you regret? Let me, let me ask you a question. If you're up until two o'clock in the morning, seeing some music in new Orleans or making Negronis for the bears and the campsite (laughs) in West Virginia or whatever it is you're doing, if you guys are staying up (laughs) until two in the morning, and then you sleep in in the morning. Why do you feel bad about it, Stacy? Well, because essentially we fall into this pattern where we get out on the street and we've missed breakfast and we're essentially walking around places or we're making breakfast for lunch. And if we want to go anywhere that has business hours, we're getting ready to miss it. And um, then it's just kind of like we just got up just to go out and party again. And, um, yeah, vacation. You know, it's like called we vacation. Went, we... <laughs> I don't know. It's called it's, just it's called what... a it's called it's called a Piedmont Pilots Negroni plus Netflix up all night, nineteen sixty five style vacation. <laughs> Are you? That sounds great. Yeah, I know. You know what? You and I, we should go on vacation sometime, Greg. <laughs> yes. You make Negronis. Yes, I'll make martinis. Are you going to go camping though? No, I don't think Greg, you don't want to go. Greg, Greg doesn't want to go camping. He wants to go to New Orleans, right, Greg? Yeah, I'd love to go to New Orleans. You don't like camping, right? I do like camping. I have a fun time camping, but I still like to stay up to at least midnight when we're camping. So, what are you, what are you, what are you doing then? Look at the dark. Yeah. (laughs) Binge watching Game of Thrones on your sat phone? <laughs> no, actually, the last time we went camping, we went out for di- we were just car camping. We went out for dinner and ended up hanging out at the bar kind of late there. Too. Yeah, we found the only pizza and pints joint in West Virginia and sat there at the bar. Yeah, it was great. It was a really fun camp trip. <laughs> do you, Do you agree that that was a really fun camping trip, Stacy, or do you disagree? Uh, I had fun. I had fun. It's just we started late pretty much every morning doing any sort of thing. But uh, it was it was fun. Um, Would you prefer to would you prefer to be doing some more intense hiking, swimming, daytime activities? Well, yeah, essentially it would be more fun to get up and do the active stuff. But I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but it really sucks to wake up in a tent at 11 or 12 p.m. or 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. when it's like hot and you're sweaty and I would I mean when I go backpacking or before Greg it was just uh you get up at eight or nine when it's still kind of cool or even seven because I can't really sleep that well on the ground but um, yeah it sucks to wake up up in a tent at any time yeah you wake up early in a tent because it's terrible all the time (laughs) <laughs> kind of, yeah. And yeah. he has an air pad for his sleeping bag, which I have not purchased for myself yet. So it's kind of oh. sleeping on the ground. <laughs> no wonder he can sleep till 10 o'clock. <laughs> it is really comfortable, yeah. Yeah. How could you sleep until... I mean, I, I, I'm with Stacy on this. If you're in a tent out in the woods, which I have not been in since I was maybe 10 years old, when I realized this shall never happen again in my life, this is the worst... <laughs> Though I know people love it, but when you're in a tent and you're in the wilderness, you know you are you are not putting the little thing over the door handle saying, "Please bring me my ex Benedict at ten ten a.m." 
I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a few I'm gonna watch a few episodes of uh, Pawn Stars before I manage to get out of bed. This is you got to get up. You got to get up in the wilderness because there's because it's painful to otherwise it's gross to lie around in a tent. Not morally gross. Physically, it's uncomfortable and weird. How could you sleep late in a tent, Greg? I uh, I, I just sleep until I wake up, and I happen to wake up at ten. I guess I. It might also I'm help a- that he he even has his flask with us in the woods, and maybe you just get a little bit drowsy at night. Well, you sure. know, <laughs> when I'm camping, yeah. You bring a flask with you into the woods, Greg. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Stacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what do you want me to do with this guy? <laughs> well, um, because Greg, the- um, Greg over here, he's a jet setter. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's keeping all kinds of weird hours. He likes music, social interaction, drinking, talking, New Orleans. Greg, you like? Do you like to go hiking? I do like to go hiking. I do. I, I do oh. like the hiking and the and the camping. Oh. Um. While we mention hiking, uh, Judge, it might um, also be interesting to know that when we do go on hikes around here, it's kind of this um, lazy twelve p.m. one p.m. Hey, do you feel like going on a hike today? Sure, let's go. And then we go on these like five hour hikes and. Um, we have done a couple of the more strenuous hikes here in Roanoke where we have climbed down the mountain in the dark. That so it, it is physically nightfall. <laughs> Greg, do you agree or disagree that that's too late to be coming down a mountain? Uh, I think it's okay if you have flashlights, which we've only had maybe once. <laughs> Stacey, I don't know what to, I don't know what to, what do you want me to do with this guy? Because he clearly has completely different recreation <laughs> priorities than you do i have to say that when we have ca- come down the mountain um greg at the time said that yeah this is difficult and we sing to one another while we hike down the mountain so that we can hear where the other one is and also it helps us move slowly because he agrees that it is difficult to yeah. climb down the mountain in that's the dark. true that but, might, that's true that's no, that's it's too late i'll admit that's probably too late and it's only because we didn't start at, say, 10 o'clock when a, a normal hike starts. Like, you hike at 10 in the morning. But to answer your question, um, Judge, I would request that if I were to um, be named victorious in this case, I would like that if we are going on a day trip or even a weekend trip in the car when I'm driving, that we are packed the night before and ready to get on the road by 8 a.m., which is quite late um, in my family's standards for going on vacation. Yeah, when um, you were gr- when you were growing up, did you do it great Santini style? Like oh, your yeah. dad oh, wakes yeah. you all up at two o'clock in the morning and and to beat yes. all the traffic. <laughs> we actually just went on vacation. My whole family, um, when school let out because my cousin graduated high school, we went to Disney World. You know, my aunt and uncle, cousins, and grandma and grandpa, and sister. And we all got up and left by 5.30. And we made it to Florida, you know, that that afternoon. And did you hit the, did you hit the parks hard that afternoon? Well, we didn't did, go to did Disney sneak World in a, that night. Sne- but we, you sneak in an extra day of vacation that way? Well, we were, we were kind of 
it was just better than getting there at pitch black in Orlando and when we would still have to go out to the grocery stores. So what happened is we had a pool at the house and so the kids got there and we got to go relax out on the poolside and my grandparents got to do what they love best and go to grocery stores and pick up food. And (laughs) I like, you know what? I like your grandparents. I love that part of vacation the best. Yeah. We're, we're a grocery store family. Yeah. I I would just vacation in a grocery store. Really? But not <laughs> Greg. Yes. Did you did you take no, Stacy not... out to a grocery store on your date? Uh I have not taken her to a grocery store yet. That was no. a previous guy. <laughs> this was another guy. We we went to a Wegman's. <laughs> uh, you know, we've we've dropped a lot of brand names here so far. Oh, Aeropress, Disney World. <laughs> oh, You're starting no. to make me wonder what's going on now that you find it. All right, so let's just let's just leave it at that. Okay. Greg, Sorry. you. What what kind of vacations did you go on as a kid? We we did a lot of camping and um, and driving places too. But we would usually not leave until like eleven. My mom would try to get us out of the house by nine or ten, but that never worked, and it was always just eleven. And 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 who else was in your family? Uh, you uh, and your mom, these... brothers and sisters. Your was your dad uh, in the picture? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. It was mom, dad, and uh, my two younger sisters most of the time. Did your dad also like to laze about and and uh, have a cigarette and a cup of coffee? <laughs> I uh, I think he would have been fine leaving earlier too. I I think the kids were just so dysfunctional and yeah. I don't, I don't know. My mom would always just yell at us and try to get us to pack and get in the car and go, and we'd just run around and goof off and be horrible right. children, I guess, until right. eleven and. It's right. not much has changed, so I get it. I get it. I get it. No, that wouldn't have flown in my family. The, the, be- the beauty of this, the, the the problem with this relationship is the problem with pretty much every heterosexual relationship I've ever encountered. Uh, you have you have chosen to date your mom, who yells at you and tells you to get up in the morning, but you don't. <laughs> and Stacy, you are mad because you uh, have failed to date your dad, who does get up in the morning. Actually, my dad wasn't in the picture, so it's more like I have failed to date my grandpa or something oh like that. <laughs> I've, I've seen that one before, too. <laughs> Name your perfect vacation real quick. Your perfect vacation, long weekend vacation within driving range, not like fly to Ooh. Perth and visit some snake enthusiast or whatever. Oh, like I'm talking perfect- about like... Uh, Greg, you name your perfect four-day driving destination vacation. Oh, um, if we were to drive somewhere from here for four days, probably I would vote to drive to the beach, I would think. We haven't really done that yet. Right. It's a bit of a ways, but I think that would be fun. Right. I got you. What what beach? Uh, I don't even know. Somewhere in North Carolina. Like the Outer Banks or something? Yeah, the Outer Banks. The Outer Banks, yep. And real quick, the birthplace of flight, by the way. Wow. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I see right through you. I see so right through you. (laughs) You want to go to where they, where man started flying and stopped driving. Is it true that you don't, when, when Stacey says you don't drive, does that mean you choose not to drive or you do not have a driver's license? I I do. We just usually take her car because she has a nice car and my car is really old and bad. I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go into one of the many. Subaru dealerships of New England to commune with my commune with my ancestral people and uh, and, and get their wisdom and then I'll I'll uh, render my decision in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. 
One thing, Stacey, I don't think we got to hear. What would your perfect vacation be? Did we hear that? Oh, no, he didn't ask me, but that's okay. I understand the Outer Banks is, is pretty thrilling with the Kitty Hawk Museum and all that. But um, Your perfect long weekend or four-day vacation or whatever. I would like to actually go to New England. Um, I have never been like to a, a stop in New England. I've driven to Canada through there before, but um, I would totally like to go to Boston or somewhere up on the water in New England. I even would really love to go to Maine, um, surprisingly, since the... The judge is there, and I'm, I'm not trying to brown nose. It's just New England, I feel like, is uh, a place where I would really fit in or something uh, Mon like that. Monty, so. Monty, I, I just saw the pandering alarm go off in my chambers. <laughs> I saw it, so I decided to stick I my think... head out. Was one of the was one of the def was one of the litigants pandering to the to the preferences of the judge? I believe so. They were telling them saying how much they love New England and how much especially they think they'd love to visit Maine because that's who where was saying, who was saying vacations. Who was saying that about it Maine? It was Stacy. Stacy, what do you? I'm in Maine currently. You know. I know. I know. Where it sounds really nice because it's so hot here right now. Where? Where? What? What would you want to do in New England? Eat lobster and yes. go to some lighthouses, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. experience a rocky beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Listen to That's... the people say wicked a lot. And I, I just I, I would like to go. Yeah. You want to you want to endure the pleasurable pains of the beaches of Maine. <laughs> it's so Walking pretty. around on those violent beaches that hurt your feet. <laughs> I guess. Now, Stacy, yeah. would you want to camp if you went to New England? Or do you want to stay in a hotel? If you had, you, I you could I choose either way. I would because I'm I'm sort of frugal, I guess. So I would camp, but like if I had unlimited funds, uh, that would be the perfect place for a B and B. I think so. Uh, okay. I would like to do and, a bed and breakfast. <laughs> and what about you, Greg? If you went to the the Outer Banks, would you prefer to camp or would you prefer to stay in a hotel? Uh, I I think the B and B would be ideal too. I I agree with Stacy on that one. Although I'd be happy to camp as well. So I think I'm synthesizing both of your perfect vacation that it is has to do with the beach and you would stay in a and b I think really the main problem here is camping. Oh, Monty. <laughs> no, I, I hate camping with, with a passion. And I actually went to the beach with my family and to a campground and refused to camp in a tent. And we stayed in a yurt, which has a <laughs> paved concrete floor and a big wooden tent, even though it's covered in canvas. It has electricity. It has a picnic table inside. You can stand up upright. It's got beds. That's as close to camping as I can come. And that has been the great equalizer in my relationship with my wife, who is very much like Stacy in some of the ways, a very uh, uh, a strict set of ideas about what should be done on vacation. And like Greg, I don't have a whole lot of vacation time, so I kind of want it to be a little bit more flexible. How many days off a year do you get, Greg, as a pilot? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, most – I get two sets of vacation – and those are each about two weeks. And then other than that, so, well, I just have maybe two or three days off in a row in the month where I might have 12 days off in a month. Okay, but basically you get, you get four weeks vacation. Uh, yeah, that's what it is right now, about that, yeah. And, and Stacy, you get four weeks vacation every three weeks as a teacher. <laughs> no. Um, I get every weekend off, which is good, but then um, where I teach, we... Um, only get the summer is our longest break, which is really long, yeah. But um, other than that, we got Thanksgiving, which was just three days, and then Christmas, which was a whole week. And, I, and I, no, I never no, had, other, so. no other spring vacation whatsoever? 
Oh, I guess we did have a spring break, but yeah, it was, I, I, I had so much vacation, I couldn't even keep track of it all. <laughs> Two more quick questions. Greg, you are a pilot. Is it hard for you to ride shotgun when somebody else is driving a car? As I am not a pilot, and I, I do not like to be in shotgun. I feel out of control, but I would imagine if your job is to control a plane, that riding shotgun while Stacy's driving on vacation would drive you crazy. Does it? No, I got no problem with that. You just <laughs> go right to sleep. Four yeah, Negronis exactly. out like a light. Yeah, right, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, Stacy, I was intrigued. I was intrigued when you said, Stacy, that to find each other on the mountain, that you sing to each other. What What do you sing to each other? <laughs> well, um, we actually play Irish music. Um, we're in like an Irish traditional band, and so we kind of like to practice our folk songs and traditional songs when we're walking. Maybe when the judge reenters the courtroom, we can hear us. We could hear a number. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even leave because I thought you were solving the whole thing, Monty. Well, I wasn't solving it. I'm just. I'm picking the brain. I like it. I want to hear. I want to hear the Celtic music too. All right, please rise as the judge John Hodgman pretends to reenter the courtroom, even though he's been here the whole time. Yeah, I've been. I've been in here since the pander light went off. Uh, and here's the thing: the difference in your guys' approach is pretty plain. One of the things is you're both young, right? You're Greg, you're 27, right? Yeah. And Stacy, how old are you again? I'm 26. You're 26. So. You guys both are under the delusion that you're immortal and you've got time to waste sleeping and having coffee. Sure. You especially, Greg. Yeah. You're not trying to figure out how to make time and especially leisure time feel as though it is passing slowly. Because the only way, in my experience, as an older person who is beginning to feel the hot breath of death on my neck, <laughs> my only preoccupation is how do I make this day feel as long as possible? How do I make this vacation feel as long and, um, uh, and momentous and meaningful as possible? And that involves adding texture to the days, doing a lot of different things over the course of the days. Uh, and, and that means getting up early and going to bed late and sleeping as little as possible because I don't need to rehearse death anymore. I got my sleep. But you're still young, Greg. You still like to laze about. And there's nothing wrong with that. The conflict here is that you guys want different things out of vacation because there is a style of vacation which is let's go and do all the things that I want to do in order to fill up my my world and my life with memories and experiences that I can't get from my dumb, terrible job. And then there's an equally valid style of vacation, which is, I work really hard and now I just want to sit around and I want to drink my Negronis and watch my shows. <laughs> Plus, there is a difference here between how active, like physically active a vacation would be, not just touristy stuff, but like going on hikes and going to destinations versus... Uh, um, uh, and and more uh, um, sort of the uh, the the isolated um, journey of self discovery that is hiking alone or with a couple where you are just by yourselves versus the more uh, social type of vacation that uh, Greg would choose by going to the pint and pizza in West Virginia. <laughs> now that we're camping, let's go to a place where they're playing a a, a sports game on TV and talk to some people. <laughs> you guys want different things. You guys want different things. Greg wants to go to the Outer Banks and just sit around. Yes. Doesn't matter to him. Go to the beach. <laughs> birthplace of flight. Look at it. Look at the look at the giant 
the the biggest TV set there is, which is the sky at the beach, and stare at that. With the airplanes, yeah. And you know, Stacy wants to go to the great state of Maine. She wants to eat a lobster, look at some lighthouses, walk on a beach. It's like she's looking at pictures on a on a tourist catalog. That 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 that. <laughs> Got to engage with this place that I'm going to. And naturally, if you're if you're a Stacy type of traveler, which is frankly my, more my style you got to get up early in the morning to do that if you're a greg type of traveler the whole point of vacation is not to think about it not to worry about getting up in the morning and to be honest with you stacy as i've as i've grown older and i've i've experienced an academic calendar in my life basically since i was in college because i'm a self slash marginally employed uh writer actor and my wife teaches high school, so we have lots of empty time in our life to fill with travels and what have you. And I always am trying to get up early and engage with the place that we're going to. And what I often find, at least now in my life, is that if I don't take a few days to just do nothing, I get really upset and angry and don't understand why, because I'm exhausted. You still have energy. That's not going to happen in your life. Mm. But it is an important part of vacation, which is vacating your brain a little bit. And so it's hard for me to, to rule in one's favor or another because you both want equally valid things. And you're trying to figure out how these two lives fit together. Now, this is going to haunt your relationship because <gasps> Greg has effectively, uh, you know, latched on to the parts of you uh, that remind him of his mother nagging him awake to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and and he t- he takes deep psychic pleasure from that because it is nostalgic <laughs> for him and he will never modify his behavior to 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 respond to that nagging because for him na- nagging is part of the point and you will always resent greg's lying around in bed because that is not how you did it in your family and if someone doesn't do things the way they didn't do it in your family they are your enemies forever, even if you're married to them for many years. Certain things, like, if you don't do it the way my family did it, you are wrong. And that never gets t- turned out to be right. So I'm not suggesting that you guys don't have a future together. You absolutely do. And I also feel, if you choose, I mean, you know. And I, and I feel, because m- this describes every every union of two people who are not the same person, you know? And I also feel that you probably have a, a positive uh uh, future ahead of you in terms of going on vacations but only when you acknowledge that you guys want different things out of vacations and i rarely rarely split the baby uh in in these cases but i do think that the only fair thing to do here is that you alternate stacy vacations and greg vacations wow <laughs> where you that have is so wide so wide <laughs> You have a Stacy style vacation. And this and you know, look, you guys have a lot. I know you guys like like all young people, you feel like you don't have a lot of free time. You got a lot of free time. You got a lot of options to cobble together three to four day adventures. And I would imagine with uh the uh, Greg's Piedmont pull, you maybe can get some discounted airfare to different places as well. You can fly up to Bangor in an afternoon. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Sure, yeah. So what what you should do is you're going to have one Stacy style vacation where Greg 
you get up when she tells you to and you don't you don't <laughs> listen to mommy nagging you 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 agree you agree to do what this adult human being who is not your mommy whom you respect asks you to do and you get up early and you go with her and you do it her way and you and you let her plan the trip and then the next trip you do it Greg's way and lays around but Greg you got to plan that trip you know what i'm saying sure, so you want yeah. a vacation Greg style you're going to pick going to New Orleans or going to the Outer Banks or going to whatever it is you got to lay all that you got to lay all that logistics down <laughs> and you got and and yeah. Stacy you got to you got to be cool with the with the hangout and you do that alternate do enough that. times I think you'll probably find a happy medium. And now you guys got to sing a song because you you brought it up. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I, I'll sing a little snippet of something we like to sing. Greg Greg doesn't like to sing that much. I I'm just, not a singer. I don't sing with this group. I just. <laughs> what do you, what do you do in this? Just me and him. And, and what do you do in this ever. group? What do you do in this group? Uh, I play uh, percussion drums, so I, I play it, uh, Boron, and I also play the Bones, and I'm learning how to play the mandolin. That's not a drum, you know. Are you drumming on the mandolin? <laughs> yeah, you've been or playing you... it wrong this whole time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm branching out. I know. We you haven't have... got to the strings yet. <clears throat> the mandolin and the Bones. Uh, yeah, the Bones. Yeah, the Bones Those and then the, the Boron, which is they a click together. Irish drum, and that's the, uh, the Boron is the one yeah. that looks like a. Is a just a great big drum that you hit with a? It's like a big tambourine-looking thing. That's the boron. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, you hold it vertically, but yeah, it's a drum right. like that. Yeah, right. And it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have bells on it. No, but it's a shallow, a big, tall, shallow drum that you hold vertically, and you go boom, 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 like that. Like yeah. in the dance scene in uh, the below decks dancing in Titanic, they were playing one of those. Yeah, exactly like yeah. the dance yeah. scene in Titanic. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing, you guys. You have got. You're going to come. sing Celine Dion right now. You have got to come. You have got to come to Maine. I really want to. There's, There's a no better place Irish for traditional Irish music, there. other than Ireland. Then you go. You come. You come to Maine, and then you drive up through the maritime provinces of Canada into Nova oh, Scotia. Yeah. Forget about yeah. it. Prince Edward Island. There are all kinds yeah. of Irish music. Get hoedowns or whatever they call yeah, them. John, you're you're describing uh, like one of my dream vacations right there i would love that all right so here's the thing we alternate between uh between stacy and greg vacations you get uh you come you come to new england you go up in the maritime provinces of canada and uh that's that's i find i find in the favor of of justice more than one <laughs> particular person and before i do the sound of a gavel uh you're going to favor us with a little bit of a a song and i guess you're just going to tap on the on the desk greg sure stacy's sure, going to yeah. sing a little bit and Greg's going to tap on the desk with his Irish pencils. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, as I roved out on a moonlit night, it's not meant for to find. I met in the way with a pretty little girl, and I asked her to be mine with me to Ray, uh, Father Riddle, da, for Ray, uh, Ray, Father Riddle, da, tonight, oh. There. <laughs> Whoa. I would that, love now, to be lost on a mountain with them. That. <laughs> it's nice. That. Is the sound of a gavel? Judge Sean Hodgman rules. That is all. <laughs> well, Stacy and Greg, it looks like it has been worked out. I've never seen Judge John Hodgman rule that way. Uh, Solomon esque, splitting the baby as he mentioned there. 
Um, but I, I couldn't agree more. I would say, and I'm the bailiff, so I, I don't really get, I don't get a say. And when, every time I try to, Judge John Hodgman gets a little bit mad. But again, if, you, if Greg has four weeks, two weeks go Stacy's way, but two weeks go Greg's way. And you can do your Stacy kind of vacation where you go to all your little tourist attractions all day long while Greg is flying <laughs> his Monday to Friday plane all the time for most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But now that's it's not you don't have to you do not have to abide by my ruling. Are you both comfortable with the way that the judge ruled? I'm very happy with it because to tell you the truth, I've been kind of dreading this case because I didn't want either one of us really to be to to be that wrong or to like be I don't, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I, I can definitely sleep in and be relaxed on a vacation when I know that when it's my time, he's going to get up and go. So I'm very pleased. And what yeah, about I you, think Greg? A, I think it was a very good ruling. I, I thought there might be some sort of compromise, but I didn't imagine it would be like this. But yeah, I think that's a good, a good way to do it. Definitely. All right. Well, we hope you come to the great state of Maine slash Massachusetts because it was once part of it and, you know. I'm in yeah. Massachusetts, and the judge is in Maine, and, and we'd love to have you and eat lobster and say wicked pissa and stuff like that like we do here. And hear <laughs> your beautiful Irish music. Yeah, we'll bring our instruments. We'll, we'll yeah. take you guys to a pub or something. Yeah. That was, really nice. beautiful. that was really beautiful to hear, and I would love to hear more of your music. So well, thanks. Come, <laughs> come, come visit. Well, thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. It was great. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. 
It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Ready to clear this docket, Judge John Hodgman? I, I am ready, but let me just say, Monty, one of the things that's been on my mind recently is that I've been thrown off, and you may have heard me, thrown off ideas for t-shirts, catchphrases, and and uh, and little moments and quotes that stand out. And I do want to make them t-shirts, but I, I often forget to write them down after the show. So if there is any listener out there who feels compelled, uh, inclined, uh, capable of, uh, of, of cataloging over the past few weeks some of the t-shirt ideas that I've had, uh, uh, email me at hodgman at maximumfun.org. Uh, I'll make sure that you get a, a little, a little signed something from my office for your trouble. Uh, and, uh, and even if, even if I get a couple of different people sending in the same thing, I'll make it good with you guys. And I'll make sure that you get any of the t-shirts that we end up actually making from those. I, I just, uh, it, it just occurs to me, I will be writing things down and, and I'm going to do a better job of it in the future. For example, from last week, I would really love uh, I would really love to make a T-shirt for the Perth Snake Fair uh, versus right. the Western Perth S- Snake Exposition, and have and 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 start documenting the rival snake fairs of of Western Australia. 
uh, in t-shirt form. So that's one of those. But if there there were other ones too that I can't remember. And if you can, if you can write in and uh, and I'll acknowledge you and, and send you a little something from my from my chambers uh, with my signature on it. Are there currently any t-shirts in production that have oh, uh, yeah. if you, buzzwords if you go from to the Judge Tapatico, John Hodgman podcast on them? If you go to tapatico.com, we have a whole store, a, a John Hodgman store there that sells great T-shirts that have been uh, designed by Tom DJ and Ape Lad uh, of uh, Judge John Hodgman T-shirts, uh, various John Hodgman uh, tour T-shirts that I've done, including a great T-shirt of m- me and Jonathan Colton uh, in uh, recreating the Great Seal of uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, and um, as well, a, a beautiful poster um, by uh, Joe uh, Pagic of, of Jesse Thorne and I dispensing justice to an apocalyptic wasteland. It's a lot of fun. So please go over to tapatico.com and check out our store. But I would love to be getting up uh, some more of these, uh, these T-shirts because they're, they're fun, I think. T-shirts are fun. T-shirts are fun and people wear them as shirts. Now, give me a, give me a case. Jack writes... My Danish girlfriend, Cecile, and I lived together in Copenhagen, though we started dating and living together in Tanzania in 2011, in my Peace Corps hut. Boy, oh Cecile boy, and talk about a world oh. traveler. And camping. Cecile insists on putting subtitles on movies on TV and turning down the TV volume. I find the subtitles distracting, and I'm always having to turn up the volume during quiet scenes. She says I have bad hearing. I say she can only understand the show because she's relying on the subtitles. Judge Hodgman, please ask Cecile to relax and enjoy the show. Unless she is turning the volume all the way down so that there is no sound and just subtitles, then I see no problem with what she's doing. I often turn subtitles on. because uh, As do I. Fr- yeah, frequently, frequently the dialogue, you know, we, we don't have good enough, particularly with movies, we don't have good enough TVs or, or sound systems connected to our TVs to really uh, get dialogue and action sequences um, uh, uh, properly amplified. So the action sequences usually are much, much too loud, and then the dialogue is... Uh, is uh, If you turn down the action sequences, the dialogue is too soft. You can't hear it. And so I usually do exactly what your Danish girlfriend does. I could be your Danish girlfriend. There's a T-shirt right there. I could be your Danish girlfriend. Write that down. Uh, I also find that the, having the subtitles on uh, helps me to understand the movie better because maybe I'm old and I can't think as fast as I used to. But I don't think she'd be turning it on unless she it really enhanced her appreciation of a thing. And if you want to keep watching things with her, you got to accept that she uh, she enjoys uh, reading those uh, lines of dialogue and 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 uh, and you should uh, not blast uh, blast the world out with those action sequences. It sounds strange to me, though, that somebody who is probably very international going to Tanzania with the Peace Corps, that he would be distracted by subtitles. You would assume he watches enough foreign films that it would be not distracting for him. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe uh, maybe it's easy. I don't know how fluent your Danish girlfriend is in the languages of movies that you're watching, but maybe it helps her to understand right. what is going on in the movie. I don't know. It's just no. I like watching movies with subtitles these days even when I speak the language, which is English, because I do find that it helps me follow follow along. I guess I'm just getting old and confused. Or like if I'm watching Downton Abbey, sometimes I can't understand what they're saying at all, even though it is English, and the subtitles Precisely. are really helpful. So. And, then, and then in the in the huge action sequences in Downton Abbey, it gets too yes. loud. When the those bells rou- are ringing those, and things like that. Those rousing gardening scenes. Michaela writes, in the episode... 
the French connection. I'm pretty sure I heard you pronounce the word "ovafangulo," jokingly referred to as an Esperanto insult. I figure that you know this is an Italian insult. As a man born and living in Italy, I cannot help but be very amused by you using such an extreme offense nonchalantly. And having it been employed over an English-speaking podcast, deprived of its derogatory intent, nonetheless, I feel the need to let you know, and I apologize if you already know this, that vaffanculo is the Italian equivalent to "fu." More precisely, it's the short form for "go get effed in your a." Therefore, I- please use it with extreme care when surrounded by people who might understand its meaning. You figured out how humor works, Italian man. I know what it means. <laughs> yeah, that's why I used it in that context. That was one of the I first su- Italian words I learned from my nana. I suggest. Oh, <laughs> what a good nana! That now dada de culo, which means it's so yeah. easy. I turn around. I turn my a around, and it's done. Yeah, good old nana. It was. It was the. It was the inappropriate. The inappropriate and seemingly naive deployment of that word with which I, I attempted to create humor. And um, perhaps I succeeded, at least in one case. In your case, I only provoked confusion and perhaps distaste, and I apologize. I'll try to do better next time. But yes, I, I do know what that term means. And I would just add, don't grammar shame people and vaffanculo. Uh, he you wasn't grammar shaming me. He was just like, do you, do you know of- how bad that is? I do, of course, know what it means. I do know that it's very offensive. And so I apologize to all of the Italian children who may have been listening to my podcast. Me dispiace, Italian children. Now go f*** yourselves. Thanks to Ryan Stouffer for suggesting this week's case name. Suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at www.maximumfun.org slash jjho. Or write to me directly at hodgman at maximumfun.org. Org. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte, from 93.9 The River, WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts. Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. And once again, this episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast was recorded here in the studios of WERU Community Radio in Blue Hill, Maine, 89.9 on your frequency modulation dial, or go to www.weru.org. Thanks very much to Joel T. Mann, Programming and Operations Manager here at WERU. Thanks very much, Summertime Bailiff Monty Belmonte. And uh, maybe I'll see you again here, Joel. I'm not sure what our schedule is yet. Good. He's he's a, a radio professional. He is giving me thumbs up visual, to the microphone. Giving me thumbs up to the microphone. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. That is all. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.